Everybody doing this morning? How's 2017 treating you? Breakfast was a little early, right? That's, that's what you're thinking. Uh, my name is Patrick. And I'm one of the ministers here, and this is Jordan, and he is also a minister here. Hi. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about our church personality, and we had been discussing this. Uh, we've discussed it a lot, actually. Like, what's our church like? What, what kind of things will people respond to, not respond to? And Jordan and I are so similar in so many ways. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> I mean, we are just in sync. Those of you that don't know us know probably that Jordan and I are pretty opposite. All you have to do is just take a quick peek into our offices, and you're like, okay, these are very different personalities here. But we thought, you know, it would be, be fascinating to find out what is our church's personality. Like, like, what kind of church are we? I don't know if you've ever asked yourself that question, because as people who are part of this church, it's not like we get a, a ton of opportunities to go visit other churches, so, you know, to contrast and compare. So we're going to do something a little different this morning. Uh, this morning's going to be a little bit different. We're going we're gonna to do something this, uh, in this first section, and uh, we're going to sing some more, and then we're going to kind of uh, give us some tools to think about this year and what this year feels like and looks like. Uh, but we're going to talk about our church and what it's like. Um, so we're going to take a quiz, and we want your help answering these questions. Does that seem fair? Is that all right? Okay. So um, we're going to start off pretty simply. Uh, when you first come to church, there's always this greeting time. And the question is, how do you like to be greeted when you come to church? And there's four pictures. If you can't quite see, well, one picture is somebody coming up to give a hug. And I know some of you just love that, big bear hugs. Uh, a handshake, a fist bump. There's less germs, I think, involved in the fist bump. And then the fourth one, and this was, uh, this was really a concession to Jordan, it's kind of a wave from a distance. So... It's kind of, uh, so I'm just kind of curious, like as a church, like as a, as a church body, uh, do, you, do you, you think we like hugs, handshakes, fists, bumps, or waves? Just shout out what you think we like as a church body. Waves! Oh, handshake, we got, we got a wave. I got a fist bump from the front row here. I don't know, like fist bump, hugs. We got, I, I kind of think like even those of you that hug like this when someone else is, you know, you're like this. I kind of think that we're probably between a handshake and hug church, right? Somewhere in between. Like you go in and you're not sure and you're like, you know that? I think we're, I think we're that. Is that, that fair? All right, we're going to select that one. I you're giving us waivers nearly enough credit. I think there's probably a few more of us than you would expect. So That's probably you know. true. Maybe it's like a, a wave fist bump hug yeah, combo I, I, or something like that. I would say we're probably somewhere right in the middle. So maybe what you should do next time you go in for a hug is kind of one hand waving, one hand, just because you never know. But Jordan said there's got to be about 10 feet between you and the other waver. This is perfect. Because I don't, I don't know about the waving like, hey, how are you doing? I don't know about that. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go to the next slide, if, uh, if you would. If an event is at 6 o'clock, when will most church people arrive? What's our church personality? We Six, agree on this one. <laughs> everybody agrees. We're a, we're, a, we're a little bit of a late arriving church. Some of the people walking in right now are like, you know, shame. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably right. We're a late arriving church. I, I think we try, but we, we, we do pretty good. Um, all right. Fair enough. All right. Um, so we'll select the uh, after church one option. Next slide. What best describes your after church lunch plans? And so one option is careful planning. And one option is spontaneity. Like, how many of you know before you get to church what's going to happen after church for lunch? How many of you know that? Ooh, how many of you are like, we're just winging it. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man, look at this. All right. I think, uh, I think we have a spontaneous uh, church lunch hey, crowd. I, see, and this is where I would, I would challenge that just a little bit. I think there's, like, 
a, a planned spontaneity for that Ooh. a little bit. Like, I'm going to go to church, and I'm going to find out what so-and-so is doing, and that's going to be my plan for lunch. Is, is, that, a, is that a planned spontaneity? Is yeah, that a thing? It is now. That Jordan is so organized that his spontaneity is carefully planned out. That's, uh... That is correct. All right, very good. All right, uh, uh, next question. Uh, how do you feel on Sunday morning when church is about to start? And it's a picture of a crowd of people who are excited. Yay! Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. That's, that, <laughs> is, Good. that is depressing. You've well, just hurt my heart a little bit. How about this next question then? How do you feel on Sunday morning when Patrick's sermon is finally over? <laughs> See? Man. Right? Kick a man when he's down. That seems like a really specific question for like this online church personality no, I quiz. Like, I, I think it's fairly accurate. So. I don't know about that. Yeah. Mm, interesting. All right, next question is, how do you feel when a cell phone rings during church? And you've got three options here. It's just like that frustration, you know, hands in, in your face. Fight, that's the other guy. You want to fight, you want to punch whoever's phone is going off. Uh, or laughing, you think it's funny because, you know, Patrick or Jordan is trying to make this really serious point, you know, trying to really bring the crowd, and it's just so funny because it just totally lost it. So, uh, how, what do you think when a, a cell phone goes off during church? Are you just, like, frustrated and embarrassed for that person? Raise your hand, let me see, let me see. How many of you want to fight? <laughs> All right, some of you do. Yeah, I like it. All right, we should put you next to the cell phone people that don't turn their cell phones off. And how many of you think it's funny? Oh, the youth group. Look at that. Yeah, I wow, I think we're hitting a demographic here. I think All part right. of that's because the youth group is calling you. Well, that might be true. Sermon, I do. So. Oh, uh, look at this. I'm receiving a call right now as we speak from one of our elders. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's wonderful. We won't name any, uh, any names, but his initials are Paul Maynard. All right. All right. Final question. Final question is which vacation is most like being at our church? And you have some options here. Uh, and and uh, so you could, the, one, of, one of them's the beach, one of them's the mountains. Uh, looks like we have Venice maybe, a cruise, or Disney World. So they're all good options, by the way. This quiz may be a little rigged, but which vacation is most like being at our church? Would you say, how many of you would say going to the beach, a relaxing day at the beach? All right, nobody. They're very good. Uh, how We're about, in Minnesota. Patrick. That's true, that's true. Uh, all right, how about the mountains? Anybody for the mountains? Oh, yeah, yeah it's just refreshing, good, right? Good. Brisk air, yeah. Uh, Venice on the boats, the gondolas, or whatever they call those. What are those things called with the guys with the sticks? Nope. How about a cruise? Just a fun cruise. Everybody's on the boat together. Uh, and Disney World! Oh, boy, I think we got to put in some more rides if that's the case. Uh, all right, so we, this, this little program will calculate our results. So it's going to calculate our results, and uh, we'll see what kind of answers we get. Oh, look at that. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised. Wow, we're an awesome church. What that? Oh, look at that. Unbelievable, really. I mean, really, that's too far program. But that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. I, I had no idea that was coming, but we'll take it. We'll definitely take it. What we want to talk about today is uh, the idea, when, when we talk about our church personality, uh, one of the features of our church, and this may sound a little strange to you, but our church is constantly changing. So if you are a person that maybe has attended four or five, six years ago and then moved away and then came back, you would see a lot of similarity, but you'd see a lot of differences. And I know that sounds strange because some of you are like, churches don't change, but you would see a lot of new faces, people you didn't recognize, people you're like, well, who's that? And also, they seem to be an integral part of the church. Well, not only that, like, 
in the past two months, we've installed new elders and deacons who are leading this church. And so there's turnover in that regard as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Life groups, we have new life groups start up all the time. We have groups of people that are connecting and being involved with each other. There's all sorts of transformation that happens on a daily, weekly, monthly, and certainly on a yearly basis within this church. And that's the word we want to key in on is the the concept of transformed. Uh, Because it is important that we as Christians understand that not only do churches transform and change, and I know for some people that's a scary concept, but every time you have someone move away or someone move to the area, your church, it changes. That the personality of who we are changes. Every time, you know, kids move out of the the elementary class into youth group, that changes. It changes the dynamic of the youth group. Uh, The youth group changes the dynamic of the church. I mean, the church is constantly transforming. But more importantly, and this is, this is very valuable for us to remember as Christians, that the idea of spiritual growth is about transformation. That's about change. You cannot grow to be more like Christ unless you are changing. And I know the idea is scary, but it's an integral part to our relationship with God that we change. Well, and it's not only that we change, it's that God changes us. And that's where this passage that we're looking at today in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 is so important. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. And you have that, uh, many of you have received a little blue piece of paper and on the, it has worship order on one side and on the back side it has that verse and some questions. And we're going to be looking over that here uh, in just a little bit. In fact, if I could get a couple of uh, strapping young men from the youth group to hand these out. Let's see. Oh, look at, look at this, Bill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you up on your offer, Bill. Uh, and Jeff, he's a, he's a young man born in 1978, right? His birthday's this month, so wish him a happy birthday. Uh, anyways, raise your hands or kind of put your hand up and indicate if you didn't get one of these. If we run out, just look at your neighbors next to you because uh, we want to walk through some of the questions in that. But I want to give you a really quick overview of what the rest of the morning is going to look like. We're going to sing a few more songs together as a church family, and uh, I hope you take advantage of that opportunity. David's going to lead us. We're going to sing some songs that have to do with this idea of transformation and change. Uh, but later on, we're going to have uh, all, all of us here in the room, we're going to even involve the little kids. We're going to bring them up and ask them a few questions. Uh, but we're going to walk through the idea of, of what happened in 2016, what we're looking forward in 2017, rather, uh, and, and give ourselves some tools to process what God is doing in our lives, how God is transforming us. And then we're going to end the morning on a song of prayer, something that we haven't done very often, but we're going to send us out with a prayer that we, we sing together, which is going to be a little different, and I'm looking forward to that uh, as well. So that's what the morning's going to look like. If you have any questions, just consult your worship order. We're going to invite David back up to continue leading us in songs yeah, this morning. and as we do this, we're going to have our time of song and prayer time uh, that we do most weeks, so the elders will be around the room in various places. If you have anything you want to pray with the elders about, whether that's things that are good in your life or things that you're contemplating, or whether it's sickness or needs, whatever it is, uh, our elders are present and would love to pray with you about that. So, Kingdom Club, we want to invite you up here on stage. Do you guys mind doing that? So if you're normally going to Kingdom Club, I want you to come up here on stage and, and take a seat. So come on up. I know Liam's normally in Kingdom Club. Oh, we, got, we got a gift for you. Right we got a gift. So yeah, we're come here. Fun. Come here, Jacob. Let's I see. I Who know else we're we got? Go ahead. but you can come. Go ahead and have a seat. Yeah, like, have ha- a seat. Go ahead and sit down right here on the floor. Crisscross applesauce. You guys know how to do that? All right, let's oh, see you good. do it. Okay. Yeah, that's close. All right, very good. Okay, so we're going to ask these guys some questions. Anybody else that wants to join us? 
Bill, I mean, you, all right, so just, okay, just check. Strapping young man. Um, yeah, all right, so I, I want to ask you guys a, just a couple questions real quick. Do you know what year it is this year? It's Christmas? Yeah. Okay, it's Christmas, yeah. Christmas, he's like, oh, it's always Christmas. Um, All right, so uh, it's a new year. Does anybody know what the name of this year is? Anybody? Anybody know? What was it? What was it? Uh, uh, um, um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, that's it. All right, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, So when a new year comes, sometimes we do this thing called we make a New Year's resolution, and that means we want to change something. So some people say they want to make a New Year's resolution, and they want to stop eating donuts, which sounds crazy, right? Yep. All right. So have you guys, do you, is there something that you want to do this year? Play with the snow. Play with the snow. That's a good uh, year's yeah. New Year's resolution. It was there. It was there. We'll come back to you, okay? Uh, play inside. Play inside. <laughs> inside. I feel like he's probably going to accomplish this today. Just, just so resolution. you know, this is my son, and this is Jordan's son. Yeah. When we were talking about the contrasting personalities, evidently they're inherited. <laughs> play in the snow, play inside. All right, very, very good. I like that. All right, anybody else have something big that they want to do this year? What else do you want to do this year? Ooh, we're getting real specific yeah. there. Inside, in the bedroom with your toys. How many of you have a birthday this year? Some of you, a couple of you have a birthday? I think somebody right. has a birthday real soon. Uh, um, I got mine was a superhero birthday. It was a superhero, superhero birthday. birthday. I like your guys' resolutions. Emma, what do you want to do this year? you have anything you want to do? Nah. No, no. Nah. Good, me. How old are you going to be? I think I don't know. Oh, that's a good answer. She's yeah. not sure. That's, a, that, that's usually one when you get a little older, you're like, I'm not sure how old I'm going to be. Yeah. 29, I think. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to be five. Five this year? Yeah. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. And I think Jacob's got a birthday coming up in a couple weeks, right? Coming up Friday? Thursday. Ooh, oh, he's going to be five. All right. So you guys have some great New Year's resolutions. You're going to do a lot of playing, it sounds like. So parents, make sure lots of playing happens for them. All right? So to get you started on your New Year's resolution, uh, Jordan has a little something for you guys to play with right now. We've got some coloring books and some colors. So go see Jordan yeah, see and me. grab one of those bags and then go sit down with your parents for All me. Red, good. Who wants purple? Purple, good, good. Emma, good. Green, ooh, that's specific. You want purple too? Okay, I can do that. What Ooh, now want? that there's gifts involved, Yellow? huh, Mela? Perfect, yeah. yeah. All right, hey, unique? go oh, ahead blue? and take them down to your parents. I got, I think, yeah. a couple kids just want to set up here in color. Here's one. Your parents can help you if they get bored. There you go, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, go find your, your mom or your yeah. dad. <laughs> yeah, Mike is confused. He's like, I'm with my, <laughs> my dad. Like, my where parents do you want, right here. Where do you want me to go? Um, so I, I, we just want us to think a little bit about, like, I don't how many of you have set New Year's resolutions? Anybody have actually set them? Um, Jordan, I asked him a couple days ago what they were, and he hadn't decided yet. So what did you decide was a resolution for you? I am going to 
make it a habit of calling my siblings this year. And I, it might be annoying to them, but I, I need to do that. So I'm going to call my sister once a week and my brother once a week nice, this year. Nice. That's my resolution. That's very so good. Yeah, I like if they're it. listening to this, yeah. they'll Any, know that uh, I'm committed to it. Anybody else? They're not listening to this. So. So they don't know, but we can hold you accountable. La- if you remember when Jordan moved here a few years ago, his New Year's resolution was to go to Canada, which yeah. is like, I know it's high on a lot of people's list, yep. and to eat Indian food. So, Did that too. Yeah, he, he's been pretty good. I don't actually, I rarely set New Year's resolutions. I kind of set New Year's, I think I might. I, I don't know if it's, that way I'm not as disappointed if I don't make it happen. But I know a lot of you have probably, at least in your mind, had some things that you wanted to change because a new year kind of provides that opportunity. You're thinking about that, thinking about some of the differences. Um, but a lot of what happens at New Year as well is thinking about the previous 12 months. And I can, I don't know if this has been true every year and I'm just now tuning in, but it seems like this year more than any other year that I can remember in history, people have hated 2016. Um, people have just thought it was the worst year in the history of calendar keeping. Um, and, and, and one of the things we don't, this is not about pessimism, it's certainly not my personality, but one of the things we probably wanted to help people do is think about that a little bit and ask themselves the question of what is one thing, one major event, whether it's in your life or on in the your lives, paper. Mm-hmm, it's on your paper, what is one major event in the lives uh, or in the, the, the national consciousness in 2016 that could be categorized as bad? Uh, Is there something that you could put in there? And some of you are like, yeah, there's dozens of things I could put in there. Now, that's not my personality. I don't look at the calendar year and say 2016 was bad because of this or this other thing. There's a lot of good and bad kind of mixed up. But I have noticed this, and I wanted to share uh, a little bit of uh, what I've seen on social media about 2016. So I'm going to show you some tweets here um, about 2016. So go to the next slide, if you would. Um, Everything is terrible. This is a real cheery guy. 2016 is the worst year in history. Now, this is not an uncommon sentiment, uh, depending on what people thought about the year. 2016 is the worst year in history. Next one, please. This year has been so bad, it should become an adjective. How was your date? Ah, pretty 2016. Oof, sorry. That's, that's rough. That's funny. Um, the next one is, my 2017 New Year's resolution is to stay mad about 2016. <laughs> Now, this is, like, I these are real... I got a good chance, <laughs> Yeah. These are real people. Like, this is a real thing. Like, like, this is how people feel about the last 12 months. And until I let social media tell me what to think, I didn't realize 2016 was bad. But now that I've been reading this, I'm like, oh, yeah, it must be terrible. But I like this last one. This one seemed kind of realistic, uh, is this. If you think 2016 was the worst year ever, you don't know much about 1348 or 1916 or human history. That... I like that, right? Because there have been a lot of people going around with pessimism and frustration. I didn't like this that happened, and this thing happened to me, and this other thing happened to me, and there has been a lot of bad. But listen, come on, put it in perspective. We didn't have a plague that killed a third of the human population, so that we got that going for us. That's good. We had, there were good things that happened in your life as well, and we'll talk about those in a second. But this is what I want you to know as we talk about this idea. Jordan's going to handle the good because we thought we would do a reflection of our personalities because I'm so negative and pessimistic. And <laughs> enough said. Anyway, the, uh, what we wanted you to do was think about the fact that whatever bad is in your life, 
It's not all bad because God is in the bad as well. And sometimes God is more clearly seen in what we consider bad. His work, his hand, his comfort, his care is more clearly seen in that because of the fact that we need it so much. So I don't want to let people just walk away feeling like, oh, I didn't like last year. Maybe you thought last year was great. But I don't want people to just walk away thinking, oh, 2016 was terrible. Let's hope 2017 is better because guess what? 2017 is going to have some bad stuff as well. And until we learn to handle the good and the bad, we're going to be stuck just in this, this uh, spiral of negativity. Which, of course, is not to dismiss the bad. It's just to take it in stride. It's um, hard for me not to dismiss. I get I so positive. So you read that tweet, just as an example, you read that tweet, and you're like, yeah, this is not a bad year. And I look at it and say, this is probably the worst year in 100 years, <laughs> according to that, right? Like, since 1916. That's bad. That's I'll tell, I will tell you something, though. It is, it is a little funny. Jordan, to some degree, and my wife, to some degree, get annoyed with me at how optimistic I am. Yeah. So I can be a little unhealthily optimistic if that's a thing. That's it is. Me. It is, for <laughs> sure. So on contrast, you know, to thinking about the bad things that have happened, hopefully you were able to write one thing down. If, if no bad things happened to you this year, congratulations. Uh, but also you probably weren't paying attention. So both of those things are important. The second part of this is to list one major event in 2016 that could be categorized as good. So take a moment and think about that, and then I'll give you a list of good things that happened in 2016 to help you have some perspective. If you got a bulletin this morning, you might have noticed that we have a list of baptisms from 2016. So just to, I'm just going to read these off, because if you're here, you probably experienced a lot of this. Margaret Lundquist, last week. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to celebrate a Christmas, Christmas right? Day. Like Christmas baptism, wonderful, yeah. Lori Rufi, Mike Johnson, Wyatt Robinson, Brianna, Stan, uh, Brianna Stenvik, uh, Ella Bedick, Pat Jones, Steve Rose, Kimberly McKeel, C.J. Starnes, Mike Halterman, Louis Bargellini, Hannah Hannigan, uh, all of those people decided that they were going to make Christ the center of their lives last year. A lot of those people are here. Let's give them a round of applause. Did you know that babies were born in 2016 as well? Some of those are here this morning. A few that I thought of, and I, I guarantee I missed somebody, so I apologize. I love your baby too. Um, Carver Rickett, uh, baby Netta is here this morning. Cameron Walton, Olivia Talamantes. All of these babies came and are a part of this church now. And isn't that a wonderful thing uh, this year? Yeah. So we have baptisms, babies. Uh, the next B that I could think of, we're trying to think of a B for weddings, so we put betrothals, and I don't know that that's a real word, but we're pretending. Nick and Melora got married this year, which was great, I know. So, yeah, Linda, thank you. Um, Chris and Michaela Woods now are married, and that was exciting as well. And, of course, I'm missing somebody, so there are other weddings this year. We were able to really substantially help some families with our benevolence uh, this year that really had difficult needs, and we went well over our benevolence budget, which is a reflection of people coming to us when they are in need, and that's a good thing. Uh, And God worked through you to provide for people's needs this year, which is a great thing. Two weeks ago, we had this, uh, we, we had this, 
opportunity just to give to Union Gospel Mission. And through that, you gave enough money for 255 people to get off the streets for one night and sleep in a warm bed, have a warm meal, have a warm shower, and be safe for a night. And, and can I just say, too, that, that actually impressed me because Jordan said he wanted to do this on Sunday, and I was like, yeah, sure, you know, might be a little disappointed. And, uh, and the fact that kind of without any... Um, Not very optimistic of you. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Goes against... 2016. No, it uh, it goes. It, it, I was amazed. Like I was at, genuinely sort of. You know, you get that warm feeling from our church family that people came to church and just out of whatever they had in their pockets, they were able to give that much money to this need. I, I, I that blew me away about this church family. And there are moments like that. that every once in a while, I'm just like, ah, oh, I love this church uh, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Do you know we have a lot of new families this year? We talk about the church transforming over and over again. There are new families that are a part of this church every single year. And every year we're excited about these new people who come and decide that they're going to be a part of this family. Uh, the Olympics were in 2016, if you've already forgotten. And the Olympics make for great television. Michael Phelps became the most decorated whatever he does. Uh, Simone Biles was a name that all of a sudden we learned was the greatest at whatever she does. Uh, yeah, and basketball happened, and there were sports like handball, which Micah couldn't get enough of, uh, which was exciting. Got interested in field hockey for a week. Uh, that was different. So the Olympics happened, which was great. I bought a house this year, which, you know, is good and great and bad and all that. <laughs> Pandas were moved off the endangered species list this year. So, yeah, I know, it's <laughs> exciting. Uh, the Urban Ministry had their 20th anniversary this year. 20 years that that ministry's been going on, which is great. This church has been around for 40 years this year, which is great as well. The Cubs won the World Series, right? No? Okay, good. It hasn't happened in any of your lifetimes, so that's exciting. Uh, there was an Ebola vaccine created this year. Like, that problem was literally taken care of this year. That's wonderful. 93% of the world's children can now read and write. 93%. It's wonderful. The ice bucket challenge, do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Did you partake in that? Yep. Oh, yep. good. I, I never saw the video. Um, yeah, it was we there. We should. It was there. I don't think we're friends on Facebook. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> <coughs> The Ice Bucket Challenge led to scientists discovering the gene responsible for ALS this year. And they are that close to coming up with a cure for this disease that's been plaguing people uh, for over 100 years now. Star Wars came back. <laughs> Dory found her family. <laughs> Sully avoided a crash. All of those things happened. 2016 was full of good moments as well. So the, the bottom line, what we need people to know, what, what I need to remember, is God works both in the good and the bad. I, I'm, I'm an optimist, and, and I try to like interpret my circumstances and see the silver lining even when there isn't one. I, I've got a little bit of that Pollyanna thing, which is, which is off-putting in some ways, too. You know, somebody, they have cancer, and I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. You know, well, no, it's bad. That's cancer. That's a difficult thing to deal with, and they need love and comfort and support and sympathy. Uh, it's not, not everything that is bad is, is, is um, or excuse me, not everything that, that is bad has this good silver lining. Bad things happen. It's the type of world that we live in. But what we need to know is we need to know that God transforms us through the good and the bad. God takes the good and sometimes he works us 
uh, through good circumstances, blessings, things that seem like uh, they should be good things in our lives, sometimes provide challenges that we don't realize. God transforms us through the good and the bad. And so our prayer for our church family this year is that we would respond to that those opportunities for transformation. We would respond to God working in us through bad circumstances and through good circumstances, that we wouldn't look back on a calendar year and say 2016 was the worst in human history, or we wouldn't look at back and say, well, I can't wait for 2017 because it's going to be so much better. We don't know what God has in store, but we do know that God is transforming us and shaping us through good and through bad. And so what we want to do is kind of our first act as a church is to exemplify God working in the good and the bad through us through communion. I don't know that there's a clearer example in scripture of God taking something that looked horrible and, and just pulling from it this beauty, this moment of, of life and, and redemption. And I don't know that there's this thing that we look back on. The Bible tells us that we celebrate the Lord's death. Celebrate death. That's unbelievable to think about. But that we take this moment when we, when we contemplate communion as a church family, we're thinking both about the good and the bad and how God combined those two things to produce something beautiful. Yeah, one of the ways that we see that most clearly is in songs, right? Like we sing these beautiful songs for communion all the time. And one of my favorites is When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. You know that song. And if you don't, there are books around here. You should look it up. It's great. Uh, but the third verse says this, see from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down, did e'er such love and sorrow meet, or thorns compose so rich a crown. Amen. This moment of the death of Jesus that we contemplate when we come to communion, this moment where we share this time together, thinking about the cross, it's not all good, it's not all bad. God used both to transform us and continues to use both to transform us now. So what we're going to do is we're going to ask uh, the, the gentlemen that are passing those trays to go ahead and, uh, and, and get up and go back and grab those. We're going to say a word of prayer, uh, and we're going to pass both the cup and the bread. And then bread we're, and the cup. What's that? Bread and the cup. Bread and the cup. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, organized, well planned.